Okay, guys, welcome back to Food News and Choose. Chef Jeremy Ashby here with Sylvia Lovely. Uh, Twitch, we threw him back into yeah, the prep he, he kitchen. he didn't get that very good, that cooking thing, you e- know? Exactly. Well, you know, holidays are around the corner, and all the stuff in the news, Sylvia, tell us what, what it is food-related, because it's taking a different angle than, well, than we talk about. Usually. Yeah, you know, and you look into it, and it's so broad, this whole plant-based food thing. There's the meat substitutes. Uh, laboratory grown meat Uh, Mm -hmm. and there's like two things going on I think at least two probably more but health reasons people are saying hey you know maybe I don't need all that and we hear saturated fat all the time Mm -hmm. and then the other thing is animal animal uh, what on husbandry and welfare and and welfare Yeah. yeah and the fact that what we hear we know so much now. We hear about the big feedlots and, yep. you know, the mistreatment of animals. Yeah. and brings it a little closer to home. things like that. So you've got two things going on here. Mm-hmm. So kind of bringing into focus, first of all, meatless right. food. Right. And I bring up the probably the two most famous ones. One of them is Beyond Meat mm-hmm. and the other is Impossible Burger. I right. Think. Now. So what does that mean? That was sort of the beginning, Chef. Right. And what, what happened there? What, with Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat yeah. in the Hasn't market? Hasn't it kind of dropping a little bit? Uh, yeah, it was all the craze. And I, I think, you know, one, who isn't curious about plant-based meat? I mean, it just doesn't even make sense when you think about it. And, you know, the marketing was brilliant, though. It has this crust and this char, Tastes and it bleeds like, it. Like, a, like a burger, right? And you get one, and yeah, I mean, like, does it taste like meat? No. Does it have some of the same textures? It does a decent job at mimicking it. But I think as people started looking at those things, one, the cost versus maybe the health benefits because you read the package and you don't really – it doesn't seem like health food, does it? Well, that's right. And a lot of the people who are into plant-based foods say it is really an abominable thing because what you're trying to say to people is you don't want to give up meat. Mm -hmm. You want something that tastes just like meat. So then you look at the packaging and you look at saturated fat, for instance. And I think it was burgers, a three-ounce burger, hamburger, has like six grams of saturated fat, which is the bad stuff, right? And the fake burgers have like five so you're not really saving that right much. so from a health standpoint mm. this probably isn't the angle you want to take yeah. now from uh saving the animals and not wanting to to do like any animal products mm-hmm. it, it's probably a pretty good alternative yeah you know and but the society also i mean over the past two years we've seen uh, huge fluctuations in pricing on eggs and stables and commodities right a lot of these are animal-based products mm-hmm. So, I mean, that conversation also started with maybe trying to save a little bit of money every week on the grocery bill by going, you know, let's not have a big, huge portion of meat because it's expensive. Let's kind of fill the plate up with all the cool sides. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I think you – and by the way, just off topic for a minute, Norma's training for a new job. She's actually running the board today. So, anyway, we're real exciting. Look out. Uh, Watch out, Twitch. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we thought it would be better to keep him in the kitchen and Mm – I don't know. Maybe we uh, should have switched spots. Okay. All right. Now, what um, what is said is rather than eating these fake things that are trying to make them sound like that, right. maybe you should – and this is a segue into our guests today who are real advocates for yeah. not necessarily pure veganism or – you know, there's a million labels – but what they're well, who into can... is what is called whole food. It's Dr. Deb Talio yeah, yeah, yeah. and Gretchen Farah. And they're on a mission 
And what do you think about that mission? They're, for instance, Jeff, they don't want you to use olive oil mm-hmm. because it's processed. The olives have to be processed to create the oil. So you have to eat the you have to use the whole thing. Wow. I mean, is that what do you I think? mean, I respect how um, you know, I guess ex- that's kind of extreme and I don't you know, I don't know if I could get by on that, but I, I definitely agree with the philosophy of eating mm-hmm. whole foods. There's not there's no way to deny that this is probably the healthier path to go. You know, things that are recognizable by your body because you're from the planet Earth and these things naturally appear on the planet earth i think there's some kind of symbiosis there deep down in our dna um now but but all of the stuff we've been talking about fake meat you know the different fats and animal products i i'm looking forward to the conversation sylvia because there's so much out there that's too confusing you know what exactly is a whole foods plant-based versus all those other terms. I can't wait till they tell us. You finally just us. come down to moderation, don't you? Right. Taking everything into moderation. But you're a meat eater. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've heard you say if you and a pig were left on the... Yeah, that's not, it's not going to go well for the pig um, yeah. if we're on a, a, a deserted island together, but right? You, would you ever consider giving up meat? Um, you know, I, you would be surprised at how little meat I actually really? eat. Yeah. Well, now I love it. Okay. You're a reducitarian. That's my new term. I think so, and it's not. It's certainly not on my plate at every meal, and probably maybe two to three times a week. Um, but I all. But I, I use animal products though. Yeah, that's And true. I guess what I am trying to say is, Which includes I use butter and eggs. Right. And so I, I'm yeah. going to use that. I mean, olive oil and eggs and butter. Olive oil is not it animal product of course but uh, you'd be surprised i don't really sit down to big portions of meat and so let's say if, if we to? roast a chicken at our fan in our at our home then mm-hmm. we'll eat you know three or four ounces a piece and there's leftovers on the bird the next day that'll be shredded you know and that boils down to two to three ounces maybe uh, a piece but we're you know it's it's not like big center of the cut like 16 ounce steaks and did you 10 used to do that yeah when, did your food yeah. habits change and why you're a chef. You know what these things are. Right. You know, I think um, I, for me, it became for weight loss, oh, okay. you know, which boils into having more energy um, and being able to get through the day. You know, I think I average, um, if I look at my Fitbit, about 26,000 steps per day. Which is is pretty crazy if I ask other people like uh-huh. what are they they're usually like you know they push to get ten thousand so I'm double double that um, so it's really you know I really have to have uh, be lean and eat a healthy diet in order to have the energy levels to get through the day in the kitchen so that was the the yeah. kind of the pathway for me and it just kind of kind of turned into the fact that now I just don't crave it as much and okay. also you know it's almost like a commitment if I'm going to have a, a couple bourbons. I'm going to feel a certain way the next day, and i got to know that I going know. in. Well, that's called I'm gonna aging. Have a, yeah, it's called yeah. getting old. If I'm going to have a 24-ounce porterhouse, I'll do it. But I'm committing. Like t- Tomorrow, well, I'm, I'm probably going to be like groggy. Wait, how big of a hey. porterhouse? 24, hey, 36. Uh, chef, be careful. Don't say anything bad about Twitch. He just came back. We already said all the bad <laughs> things about him before down he came in. The kitchen, dude? I got it all done, man. Okay, good. Well, service is in five minutes. Yeah, I, I need me some plus and line up and special talk. Uh, <laughs> I heard you talking about taking down a 36-ounce porterhouse. When was the last time you took down a steak that big? Uh, well, I'm not, do I have to say that? (laughs) (laughs) He just got through bragging on himself that he doesn't do that anymore. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about coming up is meat, meatless options, vegetarian options. And and whole food, for instance, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of out there because you can't eat 
they make their stuff, and it was delicious, by the way, their stuff over here that they made. Uh, but you don't use butter because that's an animal product, right? You use avocado in oatmeal raisin cookies, mm-hmm. and it's a substitute. They don't use processed stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of would take some getting used to, I would think. I think in the- your household, it would take getting used to. I mean, you can find an avocado, mm-hmm. but you got to squash it up, right? I mean, it's got to look like butter. Yeah, um, you know, and I, and I hope there are, you know, there are approaches, because I really have some questions to be answered about all this, but I hope the approach is kind of moving towards a, a lighter direction um you know i don't yeah. know if i could partially not use olive oil that's just not going to work for me well it gets complicated we have complicated lives this is not our entire life right. well it is yours but you have to serve <laughs> the people you have right. to serve what the people want i have to listen to my income so in the in right now society is telling me that filet mignon and sea bass and butter work so well, as a as a chef so i think part of it is certain fats were good and then they were bad mm-hmm. yeah. and then they're good again and now I don't know where we are. Well, you know? saturated fat, I think, has consistently stayed bad. Well, they yeah. tell you, uh, at first it was never, you know, butter is great. Then don't use yeah, butter. Right, then only, true, true. And, you know, and then you see, you go down well, the, the aisle and there's vegetable oil. I don't know what vegetable it's from. There's well, canola there's oil. Well, there's controversy there's, about some of them because right. they are killing the forests or something like that. So. And certain ones they say mm-hmm. are really good for you or really bad for you. And it kind of, and I've always and heard who good. who knows, yeah. Yeah. And I it's don't know. I don't have time for all of it. I don't either. I don't. I so, like, don't. as far as... As a chef, and if you were going to use one oil in your house, because most of us are going to have one or two oils. Olive Pro- oil, probably. Yeah, probably an olive oil. And then what, and what else, else would you use? What else would you keep I've in your always house? heard canola, but then I started I'm hearing things about I'm not going to be able to narrow this down, guys. I've got grapeseed oil. I've got hazelnut oil. I mean, I've got all these stuff. different stuffs, but I use it for so many different purposes. But for cooking, yeah, I'm typically going to use, you know, just a, an olive oil probably from uh, uh, not even a uh, really nice supplier it's probably going to be blended yeah you know what um, about peanut oil it's fantastic i i use it for frying and only for frying just high temperature stuff i have a wok we do a lot of chinese cooking at home because i've got a really powerful stove so peanut oil really works great in the wok and it works in your deep fryers and you can use it over and over again um Um, but you know uh I, I, I suppose whenever we get in these little health kicks sometimes in my house, if we got well, a jar of coconut oil have, and butter, we'll, we'll mix with that okay. sometimes. It's fine. Have you, know. you noticed on the grocery shelves, I only know this because I've started paying attention, because my son is only 40, and he's having extremely high blood pressure issues. Mm-hmm. So they told him to go off salt, and it's brought his levels down. And you go now to the grocery store, and if I'm cooking something for him, I go to the no-sodium stuff. And, it, and that's another thing. I mean, you've got sodium issues, and that has consistently been bad. The other issue is proteins. You know, I've always heard that if you want to be a vegetarian, you've got to figure out how to pair up your proteins. And I, I think, Jeremy, you've mentioned we get too much protein. We, yeah. don't, eat, we don't need as much don't meat as that. we eat. But I do know that there's a way you have to combine stuff really? in order to get the I don't know this Well, stuff. certain, certain you know, beans have a certain type of enzymatic protein. Is it like and stacking, then, is what they call yeah. it? Yeah, they have to fit together, yeah. like beans and, well, tofu, I guess, is, and soy-based stuff is, is protein. Yeah, based. nuts. Be- uh, there's, you know, they have nuts, different, So, seeds. for instance, as I understand it, beans are not a good replacement for 100% of your protein. That's right. You've got to have other things, right. like there's rice more, or Yeah, there's more that complexities that you need so and more amino acids. So it requires study acids. in order to know how you put all that right. together and who has time 
for all it's, of that. It's tough. There's so many questions. Like, but 65% of people, Americans, ate some kind of a meat alternative. That's back to the Beyond Burger and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Tried it in the last year. Yeah, it's. I think people would go that direction. And they're trying to find the magic pill. Well, what do you think about the lab-grown oh, meat? That's yeah. actual meat, not not plant-based. What's the latest process? Product? What's going on with the stuff you're growing in a petri dish that's actual animal flesh? It's it's expensive. Is it? yeah, it's very and expensive. So that's it all. Tastes the same. And I, and what are your what are your morals don't tell me on I'm it? Like, uh, could, can, uh, it, what would you could, could you do it? Well, see, it's I'm, a little weird to me. I'm one of these people that don't feed me anything that had big brown eyes except cows. I, I do eat that kind of meat, but not bambies or you know <laughs> right. lambs or something Rabbits. like that. Now I'm just weird about that. Uh, but I don't, you know, the lab based meat. I don't have a problem with it morally because I think no morally that it's not. I don't have. I don't know I how anyone don't would have know a problem. What with it's it. going to taste yeah. like? Will it really take the place of? Uh, maybe if they don't tell me and I just eat it and I'm like, hey, this is good. Right. But right now I don't think it's perfected. I yeah. think, but part it of saves the environment to. Yeah. But now part of the, say, part of the problem is it's very cost prohibitive. I mean, yeah. it costs thousands of dollars for a pound of that, you know, lab grown yeah. actual meat. And I don't think there's what, anywhere to even get it right now. No, I'm sure it's but I wonder what the process would be for mass production of this. I mean, right. what what ingredients are needed to And how build do you replicate this? the Okay, like you took a, like a piece of wagyu all right. Yeah. Well, you're talking about that beautiful study that, that, yeah, that's that you're getting all that flavor from what the animal's eating. Yep. So if the animal isn't eating and you're just growing, basically just growing a muscle in a petri dish, right? Is it going to have the flavor? Needs a little marinade, you know? Right. You know? <laughs> I don't know, like, but we have to. But in in the long run, we have a big problem. We have now have eight oh. billion people on this planet. We have to feed. Yeah, they got born, you know, just in the last couple yeah. of days. Well, there's three things: health, uh, environmental concerns with animal meat, and animal welfare. And they say the environmental thing is really not helped that much by some of, some of these hamburger substitutes because yeah. the, you know, the energy it takes to create them is actually not saving the environment yeah that's complicated you, the people on both sides of the fence are just throwing fireballs at each other on that and, I, and we we i don't know what the the truth is if you know all these plant-based things are really environmentally taxing or if it's more on the animal i, who, I, I don't know again we what do you know you know this I information is lying the, out there and the right answer right. is the most boring and it's moderation you know there's no magic oh. there's no magic bullet there's nothing like oh well if you eat this you can you can you know give up meat ever you know everything has its drawbacks you know yeah. fake meat or alternative meat takes a lot of energy and it has a lot of chemicals real meat's not that great for the environment so you just have and to if you study centenarians i know that the blue zone thing does it you know in like places that where they eat a lot of beans red wine yes yeah that's a big um, and things like that but i don't know i think we don't know really what creates that because you know we, we hear the stories of grandparents that ate eggs and bacon every morning right or italians living forever because of olive oil yeah you know, or, but you know, what you find diet. is it in other cultures and i'm not bashing us americans but when you look okay. at why okay. why, okay. why there's not obesity in france like there is in america and why True. centenarians part and of they it drink is, like a whole bottle of wine at lunch yeah, i've seen that happen but part of it is that they're not as americans we are taught to overindulge eat as much as you want yeah. go to the buffet yeah and eat then, until uh, you're loosen gonna your belt yeah. right and in other countries you eat as a means of survival here we you know it's satiation a, right we eat as competitive sport 
It's go to the buffet and get your money's worth. Where did that come from? Did that come from feast or famine? I I don't know. You know, just like scarcity. So now you have it, so you have hort. I don't know. I don't know. I was one of the first people out of the shoot that actually did at the Hyatt a farm-to-table buffet. Yeah, you were way before your time. It was a disaster. (laughs) It was a disaster. It went like $20,000 over budget. Sure. Because these people would go and they'd fill up their plates and, and, and leave half the plate. Empty, right, and it was farm to table, so it was expensive. Real expensive to begin with. Well, part of the problem is we live in a in we are lucky enough to live in a robust economy. By even when it's the worst, it is it's better than almost every other country on earth. You know, exactly. as so we don't have that scarcity of we shouldn't waste food. People who grew up without don't waste but people who grow up with excess don't care about waste yeah one thing is i mean we're sitting here talking about making food choices at least we have food choices right and you know we're just talking about how to make the right ones yeah just now you're having a meaty dinner coming up yes this is um game dinner but that's kind of like back to nature i guess i mean i feel like um either it's the antithesis of this show or maybe falls along in the lines of all natural because it's a game dinner all the stuff you don't want to eat sylvia i've got Mm -hmm. frog legs that are smoked and fried i've got rabbit and braised in mustard sauce and cream because that's what you do if you're in france um i what else i got i got Elk crepinettes, which are little elk meatballs, which are awesome. I've got a rack of I wild about boar because it's like a cow. Yeah, yeah, I mean deer, yeah, like I mean, big, big old, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. It's they, but I red meat. It's red meat. I justify. I red think meat. that's probably the most responsible way to eat meat. I, I really do. I, I think what you could catch, what you could well, get game out. in general, where the animal lived a great life. Mm-hmm. It, you're not over it's you hunting versus it. the animal, right? Yeah. And it's 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 a non. It's probably the healthiest way to eat meat. I would think. Um, you know what we should do, guys? We should reach out to. There's a show out called Chef versus the Wild, and it's like you throw oh. the chef out as a hunter. Yeah. And they, I don't know, they're all the primal chefs. Well, remember, you and I did a video of deer hunting. That's right. No, we did. didn't have real shots at the deer, but I do recall. I learned a lot. I recall that fellow was so cool. I remember him telling, uh, somebody went over and tried to lift, uh, there was a dead animal. Yeah, you don't. That someone had shot, and he just like, don't disrespect the animal. Right. You should respect the animal. We didn't, but it was whoever we were with lifted the head up and said, let's do a photo shoot. Well, and that's so, the thing. is, you, you know, we were there shooting a television show, but when it came down to the prize, which we never got one, it's like you never really show your trophy. It's disrespect for the animal. And I think he had kind of a very Native American approach. Yeah, he was very, very. I respected it a lot, but, you know, I'm fine with sausage that. Sausage kind of was hunting. good, though. I did eat And it. he uses every part. You know, as yes. you should. As you yeah. should. You know, that's yes, that's the way. So speaking of, of meat, we're going to talk about the exact opposite of meat coming up next. We're going to talk about meat alternatives yeah. with two people who've with made Dr. that their Dr. mission. Dr. Deb Talio and Gretchen Farrow with Gold Fit Method. All right. Up next, we're going to talk about alternatives to meat. And we're going to learn a lot. Don't go anywhere. It's Food News All and Shoes right. Radio. Jeremy Ashby, got Sylvia Lovely here. We got Twitch in the kitchen cooking right now. <laughs> Sylvia, we've got That's a scary. little... scary. It's right. It, it is kind of scary. I'm, I'm glad he's not no. in one of my kitchens. So yeah. anyway, we got a, a little bit of a different show for us today, considering we like to talk about, you know, or I do around the holiday season, fat back in butter and cream and all those things. But times are a-changing. If you've read articles lately, it's all about plant-based. It's all about health foods. And today we've got some experts. Dr. Deb Talia's with LexMindfulMedicine.com is here to kind of dispel some of those terms and myths and some plant-based good stuff with us. Also, Gretchen Fair with Goal Fit Method. Ladies, how you doing? Hello. 
They, Thanks for having us. They are on a mission. They are on a mission. Yes, so tell us all about what is happening in our society when it comes to moving towards plant-based, health and wellness, the whole nine yards. Well, unfortunately, since um, so much of our country is becoming overweight and obese and even sicker than ever, there is a movement to try to make a change in that um, by using diet rather than just medications and surgery. Now, you're a doctor. I mean, like, you are a doctor. That's pretty cool. And you have an interesting story about that because it didn't come easy, right, to become so involved in what you're doing. Uh, they don't necessarily teach this in medical school. Is that right? So tell us just briefly about your evolution. Okay. Well, that's right. So they don't really teach much about uh, plant-based nutrition for sure or any nutrition uh, in school. For uh, Most med schools, um, we learn about IV nutrition mm -hmm. or if somebody needs to drink an Ensure shake, but not about uh, nutrition in general. In fact, when I was in medical school, um, people would have bypass surgery and then have steak and eggs for breakfast the next morning. Well, that's so, what you eat, right? Right. <laughs> I, I knew he was going to say don't, that. I don't. Um, but anyway, so it has been appreciated that many diseases can be uh, prevented, improved, or even reversed by diet wow. and lifestyle. Well, I apparently know. people are catching on, aren't they, Gretchen? They, they are, yeah, absolutely. There's, we're definitely seeing a lot of... Um, momentum in the plant-based and movement and moving towards eating a healthier plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. And you know it's catching on because if you go to the grocery store you see the term plant-based now on a lot of packages but really it's just the same um, foods but it's a marketing strategy since plant-based has become so popular mm -hmm. and the word vegan is not popular. You know, <laughs> plant-based, you know, it, it's it's a pretty big term and encompasses a lot of things. And, and, you know, I think when we talk about health and wellness, one thing is as chefs, we're trained to look at pure ingredients, whether they're animal or plant-based. And, you know, one thing that kind of confuses me about some of the plant-based products is just the amount of ingredients and a lot of the processing that goes involved in it. So, you know, as society moves more toward plant-based, I, I don't know if you agree or not, but I think it's important to kind of dispel what is really good for you or what is it that you're trying to eat or maybe just not eating animals and animal products but are you really eating healthy that's right and that's why there's a difference between quote plant-based versus what gretchen and i teach people which is whole food plant-based so you're exactly right yeah. because if something is highly processed even if it's made from plants it doesn't make it good for you yeah yeah i mean i just it, from a from a consumer standpoint if i see you know a hamburger and it says ingredients beef salt or whatever that's a little bit less mystifying than some of the 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 plant-based products which have a, a paragraph of things that i've never heard of even as a professional food service worker so yeah important difference yeah yeah. It is, but for the plant-based meats, and it's not that that's a healthy product right. whatsoever. Um, so when patients ask me, oh, is an Impossible Burger okay to eat? Well, first of all, I have to ask them, you know, what's their goal in changing their diet anyway? So there are some people yeah. that are going to eat a plant-based burger because they want to save the animals and help the environment or what have you. But to claim that that's healthy just because it's not meat is not a good claim to make. 
Now, what's your version of plant-based? Because it's all over the map. I mean, there's uh, in the New York Times in the their Wednesday supplement had a how you can do vegetarian, but they used butter and they used things like that. What are you telling people? Because I know you have an event coming up, right, at Good Foods Co-op? We do. On Tuesday, the 29th of November from 7 to 8.30 in the evening at the back room of Good Foods Co-op is a free plant-based Q&A. So ask uh, Dr. Talio and I will both be there. Uh Um, But to your question, so... I was a, a, a junk food vegetarian for 35 years, so junk I would eat like vegetarian. french fries, Oreos, yeah. or vegan, yeah. you know, so I could right. still claim that I was vegan and, and eat a whole package of Oreos, but that's not healthy. So now I lost 65 pounds five years ago by transitioning to a yeah. whole foods plant-based diet. So whole foods, you know, nature as as, as they were made, yeah. what, you, what would, your, would your grandmother recognize the, you know? recognize what that is or is it a box of something with a list of 20 chemicals on the label okay so right so whole foods plant-based can you use butter in your will you tell people they can or do you say no or olive oil or some of the things that we're told or like olive oil supposed to be really good coconut oil good Um, So let me just distinguish between the vegan and the whole food plant-based okay so vegan says what you don't eat you don't eat any animal products at all. Vegetarian, they don't eat meat, including fish, but they'll eat other animal products, perhaps eggs and dairy and things like that. Okay. Whole food plant-based tells people what you do eat, right? So we eat fruits and vegetables, beans, grains, as close to nature or minimally processed, maybe even moderately processed, but not highly processed. Okay. So when people ask me what I do, I say, I'm a whole food plant-based vegan. So now I just told you what I do eat and what I don't eat. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when people are trying to figure out what is whole food plant-based, sometimes it's easy to think about can you go out in nature and find it? So is there an olive oil tree? No, there's an olive tree, but there's not an olive oil tree. So oh, oil- So it's the extraction of the oil. Right, because that, the, that's it's, processed. It's decently gotcha. processed. So if you're gonna take 30 olives and turn it into olive oil, gotcha. okay? However, for whole food plant-based, then there's percentages. There's some people who want to be 100% whole food plant-based. There's no way they would ever have a drop of oil, a drop of alcohol, or whatever. But it doesn't have to be that. This is not about perfection. This is about making changes, having your own goals. Are you trying to prevent disease? Are you trying to reverse disease? Yeah, I'm all about trying to do better. I think, you know, being extreme in these directions just sets you up for failure when it comes to diets and health and wellness. Or I think that probably is the truth for 95% of the population. I I heard a new term today on NPR. Now, you've heard of vegans. You've heard of vegetarians. You've heard of omnivores, carnivores. Guess what I have become? Let's hear it. Flexitarian. No. (laughs) That is out there. A reducitarian. It's true. It's a new label. What does it mean? Reducitarian. You're trying to reduce your reliance on meats. Yes. So that you don't, so your plate is, you know, plate is arranged differently, chef, Mm -hmm. as you have talked about. You just use more vegetables you know i think that that's right now in our country the a great step is you know they have kind of reconfigured the food pyramid we are going more towards maybe two to three ounces of meat suggested i'm not i mean 
human body may need, what, six ounces of animal protein per week. It's not like we need a 16-ounce T-bone at every meal like we eat in this country, but we're moving towards that with these guidelines and, and getting better. You know, and I, I have to say this kind of diet, I dabbled in it about 10 years ago, and I have to say if you want to eat whole foods and plant-based, I challenge you to be hungry on the recommended calorie allowance you're given per day. I mean, if you eat whole grains and whole foods, I mean, whole apples and whole oranges, you never go hungry. I mean, you can really balance out your body pretty quickly like that. I don't know if that was the case for you. I, of course, have to dabble in a lot of different things that, for my profession, so it wasn't a long-term thing for me, but I wanted to see what the benefits were of only eating whole foods, and it's incredible how nourished and full you are. Right. I guess a reducitarian could be someone who's perennially on a diet like most of us right. are in. Reduce-itarian. Well, and I think reduce. weight loss isn't the only goal, right? Oh, it's, no, absolutely yeah. not. Right. But now, just to clarify, it's not that you have to eat animal meat in order to get your proteins. Right. I know you didn't imply that. But um, when patients want to keep meat on their plate, because um, it's always their decision. Yeah. I don't tell anyone what to do. But I like to go with Dr. Pam Popper, who says, you know what, three ounces of meat three times a week that we don't have any data saying, oh, that much is catastrophic. So if somebody says, kind of, what's my goal? What do I want to work towards? Well, work towards that. If they're eating meat right now, that's right. If they're eating meat right now, seven days a week, hey, that whole meatless Monday trend, I thought that was kind of cool. And I have patients who start with that and then, you know, go from there. It just start. Well, there's nothing wrong with taking baby. I I sure did. You have tons of recipes on your website, by the way. I do. I have a lot, and I'm working to put more on there. Facebook has even more. But I picked these in particular because I thought they were very exciting. This is a raw brownie. So, Mm -hmm. yep, with very few ingredients. This is a three ingredient pecan pie tartlet, which to me tastes like pecan pie. It's amazing. It really is amazing. I made these oatmeal cranberry cookies specifically for you because I substituted the coconut oil with avocado. You told me about yes, these. I yes, I did. And then this is great for kids. I'm never like cookie dough, but oh, this is a peanut that. butter chocolate chip cookie oh. dough drop made with, you ready? Garbanzo beans. <laughs> no. I can't yes. even imagine that tastes sweet. It does. Can we taste? Yeah. Yes. You know, that's one ingredient that's kind of been, become magical over the past five to ten years is the garbanzo bean. Yeah. Just oh. how in this country, one, we've embraced it, mm. you know, because yeah. of hummus, really, if we yeah. want to get down to it. I'm going to take one of these pecan bites. Three ingredients? Peanut butter. Yes. Nice. Three. All right, here we go, guys. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, and this is my. This is the oatmeal with an avocado. Avocado Mm -hmm. instead of what? Instead of coconut oil. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you think, guys? I can't tell the difference. You know, definitely, it's not. It's not the decadent, overly sugared, sweet desserts that that we're used to. I like that better, though. But a lot of people do. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I'm kind of a savory guy. I'd probably rather have second helpings than dessert. So for me, something on a little bit lighter side, a little bit sweet is a good finish. These are great. Very Mm -hmm. satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And what's that? Okay, so what happened here? I guess it looks a little rougher today. So I was trying to, cranberry relish has always been something that I enjoyed. 
And I used to put a lot of processed sugar in it to counterbalance that sourness from the cranberries. Well, then I moved over to maple syrup, which really isn't that much better. So last year I didn't make it at all. I'm like, I'm just gonna stay away from it. Well, one of the plant-based chefs uh, had a recipe that used dates. Mm -hmm. And so even though with the processing, the cranberries got a little bit smaller, um, I made it my traditional way, but used dates. And I really was shocked. It's sweet enough for me. Mm -hmm. Now, people that are used to a lot of sugar might not, but I'm pleased with it and I'm gonna be making it this holiday. You know, you can get used to less sugar. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, well, I, have, I think as you age, you actually find you need less sugar. It can be... Less sugar, more love, right? <laughs> <laughs> Never get enough of that. Never get enough of that. Um, but yes, because when we're used to eating processed food, which is going to be often high uh -huh. sugar, high fat, high salt, our nervous system adapts to that. And then we need more and more, similar to how it might be with a drug. And so as we start changing our diet, our palate changes, and then we're satisfied with things that are less sweet. One of the things they said on the NPR show, I just happened to tune into when I was leaving this event, it was on Here and Now, which is a popular show. Yeah. I said that um, one of the problems with plant-based diet, and particularly your whole plant food diet, because you have to, it requires an explanation, what is that versus all the yes. other million things. And they said, that people don't have a community around eating. So how does one, they said, you know, forming a community of people who will support one another and hold one another accountable. What, what's your feeling about that? Yeah, I think that's super important is to establish community and be supported and have people to call upon um, when you are having a down day and need a little bit of extra support. So um, it's easy these days, you know, with the internet and social media to find remote people. Yeah, and all kinds of places have, you know, Zooms and you can do local meetups. Um, there's Lexington, um, there's VegFests where you can go and get to meet other people in your area that are more plant-based eaters as well. That is so good, yeah. by the way. I can just hear it now. I'm having an ice cream moment. Mm -hmm. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> I can ice cream. Okay, I'll call you, Doctor. Oh Deb. yes, I'll make you some. Not, I'll you make you good? nice cream. Have Dr. you had that? Doctor Deb, I love it. So, <laughs> let's say you know you've got this event at, at Co-op coming up, but uh, other people are interested more in, in in finding out more information. You know, people can be a little scared to make some of these calls sometimes or make the emails. What what do they need to do? Do they go to the, the website? What can they find there? And how do they get started with just a better approach to doing better? Well, um, right. So they can come to our Q and A. And, uh, but for, we are starting a group uh, in January for women, if we can get enough women that are interested. Um, She's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> we're calling it the whole new you. I and so that. we're gonna have a two hour session once a week for four weeks to start, like you had talked about, it's so important mm -hmm. to have a network of people. So we're mm -hmm. hoping that some relationships can be made. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's difficult to change. We, we really resist change and uh, it's challenging. And especially when most of the country is eating a standard American diet. So we kind of seem like the odd guys out. Um, so. Gretchen, you 
um, I know your work has been in yoga and exercise and food. Right. But what does the pairing of the two of you bring? Are you also part of that as far as the holistic person? Because you need to have other things going on besides just what you eat, right? Yes, absolutely. So movement. Find a movement that you love. I love yoga. You might hate yoga. I hate running. You might love running. You know, yoga you hates to, me. <laughs> you just have to find whatever way to move your body that feels good and move throughout the day. You know, we're, we weren't made to sit on our bottom with our legs bent, you know, all day long. We were made to get up and move. So movement, um, we both talk about sleep. We both talk about community, about um, stress reduction, mindfulness-based stress reduction. Um, My background is as a speech pathologist, so I used a lot of um, mindfulness-based stress reduction, um, meditation-type strategies as well to help people with things like attention and cognition. So it's definitely a holistic, you know, multi-pronged, a whole person approach. I love the mindfulness and meditation approach. I've never really, you guys have any tips or ingredients? Holidays are coming up and that's kind of stressful. So any, any cool food-based things we could do for, to, to de-stress during the holiday season beyond bourbon? Food-based. Food <laughs> I would say before you eat, when you sit down to eat every time, Take three or four really deep breaths. That's also, you know, part of why many people um, in in many different faiths, you know, have a moment of gratitude, a moment of prayer before we eat, Mm -hmm. is to really drop into that parasympathetic nervous system, not be all hyped up in fight or flight before you eat, because you're not going to just digest your food as well as if you take a moment you know, to be mindful about your what you're eating, be grateful that you have the food in front of you, that, you know, about all the steps along the way that brought that food to your plate, and take a few minutes to get into your parasympathetic nervous system, and you'll enjoy your food better. You'll notice that you're, um, that you're full faster, and you'll be able to digest your food better as well. Nice. When, uh, when I did mind-body training, and I held some yeah. mind-body groups through my office, but the mindfulness eating is really cool, and so I like patients to even just for the first bite of a food to eat it mindfully, and that's where you actually look at it and pay it attention and you smell are. it and you taste are. it and what's the mouth feel and all that. Yeah. yeah, and you know uh, what they say. Like I, I read that blue zone stuff a lot, mm-hmm. uh, where you know the places where people live, as centenarians, more of them than anywhere else. Um, they talk about being eighty percent full, and right. not stuffing yourself, even if it's one day, because you know it can last for days of that, you know, kind of stupor you're in, turkey stupor. And that's called harahachibu. Right? <laughs> yes. There you go. And uh, so that's eating until you're 80% full, which is really eating to the point of being satisfied because there is a delay. Right. Well, because there's that delay from our stomach until our brain says we're full. And if you eat till you're really full, then you're leaving the table stuffed and undoing your buckle and wishing you hadn't yeah. right i wish i hadn't every year and i wish we weren't out of time our show is full guys that's going to end our segment guys it's been an awesome Thank conversation you. on health Thanks. and wellness yeah. dr Thanks deb talio with lexmindfulmedicine.com gretchen farah with goal fit method on facebook also check out gretchen.farah on instagram if you guys want some uh, more information on health and wellness we got the co-op event on november 29th 7 to 8 All right, guys, check out Food News and Chews and uh, the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.